Hello, this is George Scheibel here sharing the second rendition of my analysis of the paper titled Isolation of an Archaeon at the Prokaryote-Eukaryote Interface. This paper was published on BioRix in August this year and was authored by Hiroyuki Imashi and co-workers. One of the biggest questions in evolutionary biology is how did the first eukaryotic cell emerge? The most commonly accepted model for the origin of the eukaryotic cell is the symbiogenetic model. This model postulates that an archaeal cell engulfed an alpha proteobacterial cell, and both cells began a symbiotic relationship where the archaeal cell acted as the host, and the alpha proteobacterial cell became what is now known as the mitochondria. Remnant DNA in the mitochondria provides a link to its bacterial origin of alpha proteobacteria, but the link between a archaea host cell and the current eukaryotic cell has remained elusive. That was until the discovery of Loki archaeota by Anja Spang and co-workers in 2015. This group analyzed sediment from a hydrothermal vent in the Arctic mid-ocean ridge using metagenomics and found a novel archaea genome that suggested the creation of a new superphylum in archaea called Asgard archaea. This discovery led to the theory that eukaryotes originated from an archaeon closely related to Asgard archaea. The Asgard superphylum has continued to grow over the years as new members have been discovered using metagenomics. While well, there are several members of the Asgard superphylum currently known, none of these have ever been isolated and cultured. Because there are no cultured representatives of the Asgard superphylum, the physiology and cell biology of these novel archaea remains unclear. In an effort to close this knowledge gap, the authors successfully isolated the first Asgard archaeon and report the physiological characteristics and potential key insights into the evolution of eukaryotes. The authors made a monumental effort to obtain the first Asgard isolate in culture. They began by obtaining deep-sea anaerobic methane seep sediment that they would attempt to grow Asgard archaea from. To do this, they engineered and operated a methane-fed continuous flow bioreactor system for over 2,000 days. Their efforts proved successful, allowing them to reach for many phylogenetically diverse, yet-to-be-cultured microorganisms, including Asgard archaea members Loki, Heimdall, Odin, Archaeota. Further enrichment revealed a simple community containing halodesulfyl uh, vibrio and a small portion of Loki archaeota. Because Loki archaeota is suspected as a close link to eukaryotes, they focus on continuing to enrich for this strain, which the authors named MKD1. After six transfers, MKD1 reached an abundance of 13% in a triculture containing 85% held halodesulfyl vibrio and 2% methanogeum. The authors then used fluorescence in situ hybridization to identify the MKD1 cells in the culture and then further studied them using scanning electron microscope. Their observations revealed a close physical association of MKD1 with other microorganisms in the triculture. This close association of cells was thought to, to be uh, syntrophic by nature, in that the MKD1 cells would use interspecies hydrogen transfer 
with a halo desulfovirio and the methanogium, thus allowing it to cat, uh, catabolize some amino acids and peptides. The analysis using electron microscopy provided highly detailed images of MKD1 cells, revealing that they are small cosi of about 300 to 750 nanometers in diameter. They also observed that the MKD1 cells would form aggregates that were surrounded with extracellular polysaccharide-like materials. Interestingly, the MKD1 cells appeared to produce membrane vesicles and chains of blebs, or membrane-based protrusions. These protrusions were unlike any previously observed archaeal protrusions and were highly branched. Microscopic observations of the first isolated Asgard archaea, the closest known archaeal relative to eukaryotes, show that the cells are far from normal cell structure we are used to observing. The evolutionary relationship between archaea and eukaryotes has been under debate due to variation in phylogenetic tree construction. Because of incompleteness and contamination associated with metagenome-derived genomes and different phylogenetic analysis methods, the placement of eukaryotes in phylogenetic trees has plagued consensus on the origin of eukaryotes. By isolating the strain MKD1, the authors were able to obtain a closed genome and construct a ribosomal protein-based phylogenetic tree that shows clear phylogenetic sistering between MKD1 and eukarya. Thus, strain MKD1 represents the closest cultured archaeal relative to eukaryotes. After describing the morphology, physiology, and phylogenetics of MKD1, the authors begin to address how this isolate could potentially fit in the symbiogenetic model for the origin of eukaryotic cells. The origin of the first eukaryotic life form on Earth is known to have coincided with a great oxidation event, which occurred roughly 2.7 billion years ago. Prior to the great oxidation event, centrophic microbes on Earth's, in Earth's oceans were likely methanogenic archaea, rather than sulfate-reducing bacteria due to low sulfate concentrations in the reduced ocean environment. As, o as the ocean and atmosphere became oxygenated, marine sulfate concentrations rose, and syntrophy likely shifted to an interaction with sulfate-reducing bacteria, which is more thermodynamically favorable. The authors hypothesized that in order to survive the rise of oxygen in the ocean, which is toxic to methanogenic archaea like MKD1, the ancient, ancient anaerob anaerobic Asgard archaea must have obtained a oxygen-utilizing endosymbiont, aka the mitochondria. The next question is how did the endosymbiosis of the alpha proteobacteria physically take place? The structure of current eukaryotic cells suggests that alpha proteobacteria, or the mitochondria, was engulfed by the pre-last eukaryotic common ancestor archaeon. This has traditionally been assumed to have happened through phagocytosis, but there are several findings from the MKD1 enrichment that suggest this was not the case. The first is that the M is that the observed MKD1 cells are much too small to engulf their me metabolic partner. It would be like trying to eat a watermelon in one bite. It would probably kill you. The second reason is that Asgard archaea lack phagocytotic machinery, meaning they have no mechanism to perform a phagocytosis. The final reason is that a pre-mitochondriate organism would lack enough energy to actually perform this phagocytosis. 
These findings would cast considerable doubt on Asgard archaea as the progenitors of eukaryotic cells. But because MKD1's unique morphology, the authors make some interesting assumptions about the ability of Asgard archaea's ability to engulf an alpha proteobacterial cell. The MKD1 are found to live in close association with the halodisulfyl vibrio, the sulfate-reducing bacteria. Some images show the membrane protrusions of MKD1 entangling the halodisulfyl vibrio, thus keeping it in close proximity so interspecies hydrogen transfer could occur. From these observations, the authors propose an entangle-engulf-enslave model, where the pre-last eukaryotic common ancestor archaeon would have wrapped the alpha proteobacterial cell in its membrane protrusions and membrane vesicles, much like giving it a big hug. The only difference is that it wouldn't let go of the hug. The archaean would keep hugging and hugging until it essentially inadvertently fused its membranes with the partner, resulting in phagocytosis. This is currently the best model we have for how eukaryotic cells have a mitochondria. In summary, the authors obtained the first isolate of Asgard archaea with unique metabolic and morphological features through a total of 12 years of cultivation. By combining these observations with genomic analysis, they propose the entangle, engulf, and slave model for eukaryogenesis from archaea. Endeavors in cultivation of other Asgard archaea and more deep-branching eukaryotes are essential to further unveil the road from archaea to eukaryotes.